You're listening to the Surgeons of Horror podcast. The Predator Franchise Discussion, Part 1. Hello, welcome to the Surgeons of Horror podcast. Its purpose is to dissect and discuss classic horror films and even the new ones that are coming out there that are rippling beneath the surface and threatening to scare us. This is a throwback to an older film, which actually uh, celebrated 30 years last year. Uh, came out in 1987, and we're going to be talking about... Yeah, 30 years. 30 fucking years. We're going to be talking about Predator. I'm your host, as always, Paul Farrell, and joining me is the big cheese, Anthony Yee. Welcome aboard, Ant. I I was trying to cue the theme music, and it's not working. Yeah, yeah, you're doing really well with the uh, tech stuff in the background there. There you go. There you go. That is not the main... That's not the one I want. That sounds more like, um, yeah, a, a, I don't know, right. like painting place. Oh, that's oh, good yeah, enough. The bongo drums. That's not the one I want. It's the da 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 Blend, blend it in seamlessly. <laughs> seamlessly. This is going well. Yeah, going well. as is always. <laughs> Are you going to say hello to the folks out there? Hi, folks. Hello, folks. So, and you're uh, <laughs> back on board of one of our... And, and, and uh, you know, quite rightly, you're my number one choice for this one because it leans more into the sci-fi realm. Yes. Um, I wouldn't really necessarily class it as a horror. Yes, because I was talking about this with uh, Ben Skinner and he actually posed the same question. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's not. It's, it's a it's sci-fi action. action. It's sci-fi yeah, action. and... With horrific elements. Yeah, but, but the reason, like, it gets kind of... I feel that it gets th- uh, crowbarred into the horror world is, is because of Alien. Yes. Um, yep, 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 yep. And I think that's... Multiple reasons. Yeah, exactly. And so I... That... I think that's why it comes in there. And so I am going to get it, give it due note. And the reason we are going to be talking about it today is because the next instalment of mm. the franchise is due to come out. It's called The Predator. The Predator. Which is clever. Is it? Go on, tell me why it's clever. Because it wasn't Predators. <laughs> With the alien, Aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Predator. And I thought... And I was thinking of another way you could do it. But I think uh, for Alien. Because Alien and Aliens... Aliens was the perfect sequel title yes um, for that particular franchise and, yeah and the others suffered because they had to go uh, Alien 3 and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they suck accordingly yeah, yeah. yeah but the yeah. Alien could have worked or something like that along the lines but I think The Predator yeah is a clever instead of going to the back end I went to the front end and put yeah, yeah 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 prefix they did put prefix it's, 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 a silly, it's a silly thing but marketing is important yeah yeah and, it's a, and it was a clever title it's a clever title is it a good film though? That's well, we're, and look, yeah, we won't know that obviously yeah. until it comes out, and we will we'll talk about. I get look, we'll touch on the trailer that we've seen as well. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. At the end of this, but yeah. look, we've got to go back to where it all began with the original Predator movie, yes. and I I saw something online recently about this, and it got me thinking. Yeah, it's it's spot on. As in, like it's this is, I. I'd be, it'd be interesting to know if this is the most testosterone-heavy-filled film ever put out there. Really? Ever? Ever. I mean, like, pro- it probably, the, pro- the answer to that is probably no, but off the top of my head, yeah. like, and particularly, I, I, I'll, I'll put a bit of a meaning behind that, because yeah. 1987, I, when this came out, I would have been nine yep. years old. Well, yep. Um... 
I wouldn't have watched it until it was then available to kind of VHS. VHS, yeah. Yeah. That would have been the time. So I don't know how long that would have been from a gap of those days because usually about a year and a bit. Yeah, it yeah. used to take a while. Yeah. So let's say I, I'm like more kind of increasingly 11, 11 years old when I watched it. This was definitely one I watched with my cousins, and I've mentioned these guys before. Yeah, you have. Every time we've spoken, we talk yeah. about our childhood and how we got. Yeah, yeah. But so this is this is when film and video is gripping you into your psyche. Like yeah, getting its hooks into yeah. You. So late, yeah. Na- 1987. Yeah. Like nineteen eighty four, we already established was a killer year for me from a from a the way films in, uh, impacted on my life because it was the year that both Ghostbusters and Back to the Future came out, yeah, yeah. and they were huge on me. Like you oh, know, oh, they really? were like. And this is, people are going to look at me in disdain, but for me, these were my Star Wars moments because yeah. I was that little bit younger. Yeah, and yeah. I think I mentioned this before in previous podcasts that these were the ones I could own those films as my own. Yeah, yeah, as yeah, opposed, yeah. Like, because yeah. my brother and my older cousins had Star, Star Wars. Wars. They were theirs, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I was like, no, these, these are mine. Ghostbusters, I get kind of fucking around hunting and capturing ghosts. Yeah. And it tapped into that kind of th- that thing. So, and I was, I guess at that point too, I was more still, a, like horror for me was more still about um, Hammer Horror and, yeah. and that, you know, that universal kind of yeah. Frankenstein stuff because they're the stuff you could watch late at night and, mm. um, uh, yeah, and uh, I became more aware. So like what my point is, is where I'm coming to, to Predator yeah. is that this 1986, 87 was where I was starting to become a bit aware of other films out there. Mm. And for me, like, this again might be a bit of a, a a bit of a shock statement, but for me, this is this film for me was Arnie's biggest film. I think, right? yes, and I, and I, I agree. And yes, like yes. this, yeah, 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 bearing in mind, T two hadn't come out yet, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a total recall, and all those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. and so this was my kind of whole. I I kind of literally fell in love with with Arnie and well, all his films that followed. Like to me, I suddenly kind of became immersed into yeah, right. that whole macho kind of action packed and you, and you know yeah. me like you, yeah, yeah. Uh, you probably look at me uh, uh, for what you know of me you voted Trump I did vote Trump <laughs> I love him yeah but he's British so I didn't work so no. and they were just like what the fuck are you doing yeah, no. and I said alright I'll just get okay, Russia to do yeah, it instead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Tommy's um, <laughs> so yeah look my, my point yeah. is is that um, when you know, you've known me for oh, gone 10 years now but like you are a gentleman yeah, like action, action isn't like, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. look at me and go. You're not Paul, a you wouldn't a basically if like an action flick was coming out, I'd probably be at the bottom of your list of going. Yeah. Oh, I'll invite Paul, Paul to go and see that. I'll like, not ask Paul. <laughs> yeah, but like I actually do really like action films. Yeah, and I and particularly ones with with war elements in it. Like I find I'm drawn to those. I, and yeah. Vietnam. Yeah. Was a big. Vietnam was thing all over the films in the eighties. And this is yeah. very. You know, it oozes oh, the whole kind of Vietnamese kind of war. It's a huge statement on. Yeah, I think. Well, here's the thing: well. I, the eighties so. is an amazing decade for film. It exploded. Yeah. I think. It's here's the thing: how many films now are eighties remakes? Right? Yeah, yeah. Now, here we are. What, for, uh, what? Two decades, three, three and a bit, four decades almost. Yeah, yeah. All these films are yeah. coming out. Yeah. Um, Partially because kids our age have gone on to become filmmakers. And yeah. Their forties and fifties, and they have the power to do so. Yeah. But also. How many films in the eighties were remakes of films of the sixties and fifties? Not a lot. No, that's right. Not yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, but the eighties was an explosion of American Hollywood. The summer blockbuster came out in nineteen seventy seven with Jaws, seventy six. Yeah. Then followed Star Wars. The Hollywood system got revamped. Yeah. 
uh, with the summer blockbuster. So they threw obscene amount of money yeah. into popcorn flicks. Yeah. And they and the big formula came out like the eighties was that decade where yeah. they just hit one after the other from Lethal Weapon to Aliens yeah, to yeah, yeah. Kind of Um somebody else you touched on, Vietnam was huge in the eighties yeah. because well, Platoon was the other big film. Platoon like, was a right. massive film, so and like, that was the first film that addressed it. Yeah, yeah. And then people just jumped on that bandwagon like yeah. crazy. Because America in particular needed to sort of express itself psychologically, I think. Psyche, in its psyche, in terms of expressing itself. Yeah, and... Because that was Oliver Stone's way of dealing with it. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, it, and a similar kind of thing would happen with Germany, too, but a bit later down the track, you know, it was like with the release of um, Downfall that mm, came mm, out mm. was the first kind of moment for Germany it where still they... affects... Yeah. yeah, because and it was the first time a German director had done something, yes, um, which was based in it's a in big that setting. Part of their psyche, man. I, yeah, I, and I, I kind of applauded that at the time. Yes, yeah. and it's like, since I, then there's been like a wake up German cinema almost. Mm. And I'm not saying it's down to downfall, mm. um, but around that time there was a huge boom in German cinema as well. Yeah, no. um, that happened, which well, was you, interesting. You, you know, I, I dated a German girl a little while back. Yeah, uh, East German. And um, I took her to a holiday up the Gold Coast. Yep. We uh, went to all the tourist trucks, Dream World, Movie World. Went to the Australian Outback Experience, which is literally, you literally sit in a big sort of uh, amphitheater, like in a U-shaped amphitheater, sitting yeah. in the middle of the floor is a giant dusted floor, and they reenact moments from Gallipoli using horses and explosions and helicopters. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and whilst you're eating a steak. <laughs> um, and being served tea and scones. And that's true. But, <laughs> no. but, but the very last final... What's with the British element? Uh, that's I know, I This is strange. It's dying. <laughs> but um, throughout it all, the big climax of the, of the thing is they get uh, like like two dozen horse, horsemen around, right around in, in a big circle, each oh, one yeah. carrying a giant fuck-off Australian flag. Yes. And the, the one outtake, not the one outtake, but the first thing my girlfriend at the time said to me is like, oh, you'll never get that in Germany. I said, what are you talking about? You don't, you don't wave the German flag yeah, yeah. unless it's the World Cup. That's the only time yeah, yeah. people will get patriotic and it's okay. Yes. But every other time, they, they're so scarred mm. on what had happened. Yeah. Um, you know, you just, you know, <laughs> we've tried to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. And then obviously, yeah. you know, these are good people I'm talking about here, but when yeah, your yeah. nation has done that, yowza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. Well, this is exactly it. And, uh, you know, and this is the thing. And I, it's funny because I, I mentioned this in, um, because I know we've deviated slightly from the, from predators. That's never happened before. But no, n- not at all. But like, this is something I was mentioning to, uh, Nick in a previous podcast is that, you know, it, I'm, I'm a cinephile at heart, oh. cinephile at heart. So even though, Horror is my speciality with these podcasts. Oh. Like, there's a lot of yeah. films out there that really impacted me. And, yeah, and you don't reason why. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's it. And so to kind of, I guess, curve our our discussion slightly back. Why do you want to do that? Is uh, <clears throat> no, just purely on the eighties thing about yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. whole kind of boom kind of uh, thing. It was that freedom as well. Freedom came with it, and and with the with the boom of the VHS industry that was a big that yes. was then like a you know people were then going alright well I know I don't have that much money but I can do a, a Predator on a cheap yes uh, call it The Hunter yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, release yeah. it and I know it will do well in VHS, VHS if we get a good art cover on the front of it um, and uh, there's yeah. and some of these films actually kind of what uh, that were released on VHS is what made them too I think so too yeah good point and, uh, like Tron Failure of the box office. Yeah. What do you do? Two for one, let's get Tron. Yeah. Um, well, how many other remakes have been like that? 
Like people go, oh, that's really disappointing. Like Tron Legacy is disappointing. Well, the first Tron wasn't that great either. <laughs> so why are you complaining about Tron Legacy, which I think is not a bad film? Yeah. Considering, but I wasn't expecting fucking Shakespeare. No, no, no. Or even right, Star Wars, right. for that matter. Because I remember yeah. the first one being like, oh, it looked pretty. Didn't understand a fucking thing that was going on. <laughs> so I was nine. But, yes. I mean, how much of these films... And maybe I'll just answer my own question. Why are these films loved yeah. 30, 40 years later and are being remade or whatever? Because of the VHS boom. Yeah. Yeah. You go home and with your mates, and we talked about this with Simon Chapman. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we did. That's right. Two or three films. Let's watch them back to back. Yeah, that's yeah. The, and that's exactly it. And so I don't know whether that's something that's missing today because the market is so kind of over overpopulated. Yeah. Yeah. Cinema is struggling. Like even just recently, uh, I think it was um, uh, If Magazine had released right. an article saying how the decline in cinema is actually impacting the industry now. Right, right, um, right, right. And so, what does that mean, though? Like, you know, people are. We've mentioned this before. People are turning to TV now yeah. because of the streaming, and you're getting like, uh, I mean, yeah, we've talked about Stranger yeah. Things and that, but even like something like The Alienist, which yeah. uh, is available on Netflix yes, now, that's a good one. which I just recently watched yeah. with my wife, oh, yeah. and um, and uh, that was really good. And it's yet, expensive. we don't know if it, it doesn't sound like it's going to pick up a second season. Yeah. Um, does it need it? Maybe I not. Think it but like, it does. Um, but it was good, and I enjoyed yeah. it. So my point is, is that there's. There's other avenues to explore. Yeah. But how do people then discover these things? Because we don't have, like, the VHS store these days. Yeah. We've, we've got online kind of uh, streaming, yeah. uh, you know, uh, platforms, like I said, with Netflix and, and the like. But, you know, there's there's not... To me, there isn't doesn't seem to be that kind of... You know, and, uh, where am I going with this? Hollywood will still go out and produce another Predator film, for mm. example, which we're seeing now. Mm. And they're still trying to churn out these movies. The originality is kind of gone. Yeah, um, the underground yeah. stuff is where we used to in the eighties. Is where we used to find the gems. You know, yeah. where is that now? Where is that coming forward? The right, the rising recent horror films. You know, with the likes of uh, A Quiet Place and Hereditary mm. uh, and Get Out, uh, Don't Breathe are really show like and you know and the fact that Shape of Water won best yeah. feature this uh, this last year now um, no this year where are we now 2018 this year um, is, is an example of how people are suddenly I've seen, again another article saying you know um, why why has horror been such a downtrodden kind of genre but why is it now getting recognition why is there this sudden waking and I think horror again is the the only you could argue this point and yeah. feel free um, but it's the only uh, genre out there at the moment that has uh, still has that freedom to explore and express. Okay. And because I think because it's been ridiculed in the past, it's easy to kind of let things kind of go a little bit more, as in like be made. I mean, yeah. Um, and so there's a bit more crea- uh, avenue for creativity to come, you know, yeah. to come and and political points being made. Yeah, yeah. Get out being yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you could do that with a drama film yeah. and have the same impact. Well, I think this, there were two two points I agree with. I love the fact, by the way, that we're we 16 have, minutes in. We haven't have even spoken about film yet. Two yeah. points. I'll try to be real quick. No, it's all right. Firstly, I love it. Um, um, as you, you know, you and I, well, I'm involved in a comedy internet group and you, you help out. And yeah. That sort of thing. Um, we, we just started done a bunch of new comedy clips for Pudding.com. Um, check it out, folks. Check it out. But, um, but we, we're working with a new, new young crew uh, yeah, cool. this year. And, and one of the comments on because these young kids are very talented 
can we argue in their energy and their support? Yeah. And one of them, just as an offhand comment by one of them, uh, the young producer who's also a behind the scenes photographer, hi Chris, uh, just said he just he, he's making a bunch of other films too. These kids make other films, and, and that seems that they seem to be able not fully yet, but they do work. Yeah. Making these independent films for web. Yes. And they make a little bit of money off it, so it's like the new sub industry. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he and um, Esther, Bobby Esther Rosenberg, our and illustrator, she's working a lot, and that's how I met him through her. But he just made this offhand comment because, oh, you're making two other films at the moment, yeah. And I said, oh, it's another horror film, yeah, but it's easy to make horror. Mm. And, and it was just an interesting throwaway comment that seems to be a lot of the genres of these sort of independent web things, yeah. like horror based or sci fi based, yeah, but mostly in the horror. And I thought that was an interesting comment because we talked briefly about this with uh, Chappie. I find comedy and horror, on one hand, two of the hardest things to do because it's a primeval thing. Yeah. You don't know why it works. If you're scared, you're scared. It's an instant reaction. Yeah. If you laugh, you laugh. It's an instant reaction. If you try, try to deconstruct either too hard yeah. or too much, it falls apart to me. Yeah. Which is why I asked Chappie that question. When you shoot, do you sit there and think, fuck, is this going to be scary? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the interesting thing for me. I think they're not, they're not easy to do. Not easy to do right. Well, I think I, horror, I, horror, I agree with yeah, that. So yeah. you're to interject. I think there. horror can fall into farce very easily. Yeah, um, and in similarly, comedy cannot make you laugh very easily. Yeah, yeah, if that's right. Yeah. It's there's yeah. a fine balance. Yeah. I I agree with you. I yeah. don't think horror is an easy thing to make. Yeah. It, it's easy. Uh, it's an easy thing to shoot. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. But to get it right, right. <laughs> yeah, is a is a different way. thing. You know. Uh, the other thing too is the lowbrow element. Uh, I remember mm. I remember in school when I went to university it was in the 90s I was doing film school in the 90s um, and just cause, you know I was with these these arty film school students who were there to make film <laughs> and they would they would make fun of Spielberg and, and like talk down to it like that because this is nice so Spielberg was still kind of at the height of his powers ish Talk uh, down to Spielberg in yeah. the 90s I find that odd yeah well they're like because okay. I, I went to, to Legette and, and French films and blah 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 right and yeah one, it's the way yeah. Stephen King yeah. was used to be kind of talked down upon yeah, because exactly. he just makes horror, horror novels and exactly, yet yeah. now he's probably you know one of the most yeah everybody loves him right yeah yeah he's exactly. a writing god yeah. so I remember one guy in class because we were supposed to go out of the class and talk about your favourite films and the most people would dare to say that I love Blade Runner that was sort of the testy Testing the waters a little bit. Right. The Blade Runner still was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And for these people, that was the only one they could admit to liking of the, of the Hollywood films. Yeah. And one guy kind of said, I remember one guy saying, I know this isn't cool, but I like anything Spielberg makes. Yeah. And, and the reason he said um, is that like he's clearly passionate about mm. what he does. And so if he's passionate and good at what he does, then he cares about what genre he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that time, the top 20 films... Gracing films in Hollywood, 18 of them were touched by either Lucas or Spielberg. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, right. I agree. And the thing is, I, I, yeah, I remember, and we'll get to this in Predator. Predator had a moment, there's a moment, I don't know if you agree if that's a moment, there's a moment that was laugh out loud, ridiculous. People say, like, they look, they look down at it as an action, it's just a dumb action film. But one particular moment, I think you know what it is. Mm. And I even I remember watching the VHS moment with my friends in high school, because yeah, I, yeah. I saw it in the cinema. My five best mates from high school hadn't. Yes. And so I, we had a video night, we watched it, and I warned them about this moment, and we laughed out loud when it happened. Because it's so farcical, but it's now so farcical, it's iconic. Like, yes. It's the, the, the moment, and we'll get to what it is. But you may as well mention it, because it doesn't matter what... Like, people yeah. are, I'm hoping people have watched the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't mind you talking about it, because we can... Yeah. You know, but it's and the then mo- we'll laugh at you again yeah, when we come again, to yeah. it. But it's the moment where they shoot the shit out of the forest. Yeah. 
and it just <laughs> it is so gratuitous and so macho and so stupid and hell so, yeah and so wonderful yeah but again that's the classic thing of like these films were at the time you got they're Shakespeare in the sense that they all laughed at at the time of all yeah. this lowbrow entertainment yeah yeah and suddenly now people are going oh my god I love that I love yeah, it too yeah, yeah, do, do you yeah. love it um, it's funny, isn't it? It's yeah. funny how we look at things in back, you know. But like, like I would, I coupled. I, there's a few films that kind of around that same era that kind of couple or group together, not couple. Um, but I can only think of two at the moment. But there's this one and uh, RoboCop was yeah, the other right. one um, that to me were like that very similar kind of tone, kind of film, you know. Fascal. Yeah, violence. but loved it. You know, yeah, just I was yeah. just chewing it up. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, as a kid, you do. Yeah, you do, you do. Yeah. And I think that's why it resonates so much. And it's not been repeated, and I think that's something we'll touch on, because we will go through the, the franchise, now that we're 20 minutes in. Let's do it, let's talk um, about the film. But let, let's start with, the, as I said, the original. Um, da 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 Yeah, okay, you're going to pick that up again? Yeah. So, like, obviously this is, a, this is an Arnie vehicle. Um, we should probably mention that off the bat. Um, but... I'm trying to think of what point in his career this comes because this it's, it's obviously up. post ter- the Terminator and it's after Conan. The, it's Conan the Barbarian. The Terminator. This is his third one. His third and one. And okay. this is the one. This so is the... Commander hadn't come out yet. No. Oh, good question. I, so I, my, my gut tells me Commander. Uh, my gut tells me that this was the film to show that he wasn't a flash in the pan. A flash in the pan. Yeah. And that holy shit, this guy's a powerful. Because Schwarzenegger as a surname at that point was yeah, yeah, a yeah. ridiculous surname. Right? Yeah. When people and still are today, Hollywood agents are like, you can't change. You can't have that name. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't have John Berg. You got to change it to Blade, you know, Blade or Smith or yeah, yeah, yeah. Wood. Uh, you know, something like. I remember there's a comedy skit that um, uh, this MTV comedian made. He said, oh, "I knew Nicole Kidman when he was John Smith, but he changed his name to Nicole Kidman." What a great name that was. <laughs> uh, but this was the one that showed that he, like he, yeah, I mean, all Jews, Ali, he stayed in, true to himself. Yes. Yeah. He found a niche that worked and people just ate it up. Yeah, because it's interesting too, because I, I don't know, I, you know, I don't know the history of how he got cast as the Terminator. Um, oh, that was, uh, originally, uh, yeah, he was because he, Cameron was um, trying to get in the Hollywood system and being Hollywood, they would say, you need to get this guy to agree for this role. Yeah. And if, in, no matter who he envisioned, because the Terminator was always meant to be an everyday man. Yeah. Uh, but he, he was willing to accept to that maybe this guy could be the hero. Mm. And he met him. He told him the concept. Arnold got right behind it. And apparently, towards the end of the conversation, um, um, yeah, James Cameron said, I'm supposed to offer you Kyle, but I get the funny feeling you want to play the Terminator. And he said, yes, I do. And then he was like, that I can sell. Yeah, and yeah. changed him to this big dominating machine. Wow, okay, yeah. Uh, but he was originally meant to read for Kyle Reese. Well, there you go. because And also because like he's... he's Performance is minimalistic in in the Terminator. So he has done sorry, he has done Commando Raw Deal. Oh Raw Deal, yeah, of course. Red Song and Terminator. So he's oh he's, Red he's, Song, yeah. So he went through the whole fantasy, yeah, fantasy sword league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. cool. So yeah, he had established himself by that point then. Yeah. So that makes sense. But I guess Predator was his first uh, real gritty kind of action, rather than well, Commando was his, his, his foray into guns, I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah. Apart from Terminator, but like it's like Soldier of Fortune. There's so many funny moments in Commando too. Yeah. By Commando, he'd already got the one-liners were already happening in Commando. They were at this point, yeah. So and this this is hey, something I remember a lot about. Steve or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which became, I guess, his kind of big thing. Well, that was it. And I remember there's a great so. moment in a in a um, uh, Bruce Willis film where he plays a private detective, and mm-hmm. the end of the film. Hudson Hawk. No, 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 no. It's when his daughter gets kidnapped. It's quite. A, it's kind of a. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he takes on one of the Damon Wayans, I think, as a partner. Yeah. Yeah. And as he walks off in the sunset. Last yeah. Boy Scout. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And as he walks off in the sunset saying, well, if you want to be my partner, you've got to give them that and be cool when, you, when you're fighting. And that's all. Yeah. Get to, well, if you had somebody with a surfboard, you've got to say, surf's up, pal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, they were being very meta. Like, yeah, That's yeah, how Hollywood yeah. films work. And to me, it was Roger Moore started that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Stick around. You know, yeah. That's yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Knock, knock. Yeah, no. Yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah, so this is so. I just thought we obviously should mention that, and and even like the first time we see him, you know, so like, you know the the choppers landing down in in this um, rainforest terrain, um, and you know and all the all the big kind of uh, guys are you know cut piling out of this chopper yeah. one by one, and <laughs> he's just sitting there head lying back, yeah, smoking a cigar. Yeah. It's it's very um, yeah. It's a way to hero your hero. Yeah, it's such a douchey moment. Um, it's a douchey moment, but at the same time, it is. It's something that I don't think films do not enough of these days to hero the moment. For me, like the sequel of Batman, um, the the, the Tim the, Robbins, the, or yeah, the um, the um, or the one you don't Michael like. Keaton, Michael Keaton, <laughs> Batman. yeah, yeah. His sequel, the bit when you first reintroduce him, was so yeah, such, yeah. It's yeah. a great shot where the bat signal reflects throughout the entire house. Yes, hits onto his library wall. Yeah, and he turns around, looks up, and it's just such a fucking hero shot. And yeah. in that one opening shot, reminds you, this is who we are. We're back. Yep, and it's a hero shot. And I find sequels don't like the sequel Batman with Christian Bale, the second Batman movie. He just comes Dark in, yes, yeah, yeah. he just comes in and comes out. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I know you're a, yeah. a big anti. I am an anti, anti that one. But, the, the Tim yeah. Burton ones were good. I have to yeah. admit as well. I do. I, even though they, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Just before you get to that opening shot, though, there is yeah. an opening shot of a spacecraft flies. Oh there. yeah, sorry. Yeah. And the same thing we forget. It's it's the thing, and I always forget yes. that shot as well. Yes, yes, I know. But it flies through the sort of near the Earth and ejects something towards the Earth, like yeah. a little pod. Yes. Yeah, and then that's right. Yes, and that's what is that possibly? Yeah, which we kind of yeah, we don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. Yeah. What is that? Okay. Uh, but yeah, thank you. I should have mentioned that. Um, and then we get, um, yeah, so we get them all kind of piling out. The the the, ne- I, the next kind of scene essentially is the setup. Yes. Um, so we're kind of being told primarily by a conversation with Arnie's character Dutch. Yep. Um, where we meet um, Dylan. 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 Yeah. Dylan. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry. There's gonna be so many crap Arnie impressions in the <laughs> throughout this podcast. Um, who's played by Carl Weathers? Yeah. Um, who uh, had he been in Rocky at that point? I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he don't, yeah. So he's. It was an interesting piece of casting because at that point, the two big Hollywood stars is Arnold or Sylvester, and they're both beefy, steroid up dudes. Yes. Right? You, he would be. It'd be decades before he even share the screen with, with Sly yeah what's the next best thing get Sly's enemy in Rocky yeah Carl, yeah, yeah Carl's yeah. got a big dude yes because when they meet they clasp hands and you spend three seconds on their biceps I know I and, love I, it. and I remember the, at the time 1987 the crowd just moaning as they watched that shot <laughs> yeah. it's such a good tour the stupid shot it is yeah. and, and there's more of that to come <laughs> like, I know. You know, and then Arnold just, being the alpha male yeah. overpowers him what's the matter CIA got to push him to money pants <laughs> <laughs> It's such a, what the what? I know. Because <laughs> he has to concede. Like, yeah, Dylan has yeah. to concede yeah. because this is, this is yeah. Arnie. Arnold, like. yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting. Uh, but yeah, look, so the uh, the idea is is that they uh, they set up the, the fact that uh, the reason that Dutch has been hired uh, and his team is to kind of uh, 
get in and get out essentially to uh, yeah, rescue yeah. Um, a curious uh, team that's gone in yeah that's yeah. exactly it yeah um, so obviously the, um, as the story unfolds that isn't true yeah um, but um, that's what we're led to believe and we are we are aware because like even um, there are hints early on when um, Dylan's kind of fishing around going you know why didn't you do the Libya thing why did you turn that down and he said a Dutch says it's not my style yeah you don't have any style, and he kind of said, "We're a rescue team. We're not. A, we're not, not assassins. assassins." Yes. So look, the the, the yeah. penny's already been dropped. That, that something's happening. Yeah. Something's happening. So the official cover story was: it was a chopper went in to grab other people. Yeah. From memory, and they they've all gone missing. So yes. They're not going to get a rescue team to send in the rescue team. That's right. Which is one of the charms of the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, the, face, the most they, famous flight. Was a test. Some seven planes were going to do a bombing run. Yeah, in World War, it's World War One. They go yeah. missing, and the flight that went to find the flight disappear as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so, right. That's no, but, no. Um, it's what inspired them to do yeah, this. Yeah, so <laughs> but that, yeah, so they're going in, and it's, this is the interesting thing. This is a six-man team. Yeah, uh, Mac, Billy, Blaine, Poncho, Hawkins. Uh, yes, it's yeah, a small yeah, team, it's but but most, effective. Most SEAL teams are about anywhere from twelve to eight. Because um, that was the, the nature of them, and they're not seals; they're, no. they're, they're special forces. That's right. There, there's quite a, there's, like, there's regular forces, special forces, which yep. is like rangers, not the rangers, green berets. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then you get one, there's like counter insurgent, which I think was where these guys are at. Sure. And then counter terrorist is the elite. That's the seals okay. and SAS and yep. Delta, which these guys feel like they're a rung beneath. Okay. But the interesting thing about them is that, and this is me as a kid, they're so unorthodox. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like Jesse, who's the just uh, Jesse Ventura plays Blaine, yeah. and he's the other big dude in the group. Yeah, and he has a. He Where's has the a, other? He's the other power builder. Power builder, yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. And he's got an MTV T-shirt on. Yeah, um, and you, you got, got then you got Billy No Hawkins. He's wearing glasses. Yes. So straight away, I'm thinking this is interesting. These guys are clearly they they're above the rules because they clearly have exceptional skills. Was the first thing I thought. Yeah, I yeah. didn't think that's not accurate. That's like that's bullshit. The yeah. Is, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, actually, these guys, you have to take serious because they're not typical army. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, that's true with Delta Force and SEALs, particularly Delta, because they tend to do um, insurgency stuff. Yeah, they have to look every day. So a lot of them are unkept. A lot of them have long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, apparently, they lack a lot of discipline, um, and they look down on rangers and oh, right. the whole hoo ha thing and the whole ooh ah. They look down on it and they think it's a bit of a joke. Yeah, sure. Because they're more individuals. They're they're trained to be. To work as individuals. Yes, yes. And apparently, yeah, apparently it's a big thing. I read this in during Black Hawk Down because um, mm. Black Hawk Down was about rangers, oh. but they yeah. had a Delta contingent. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the Deltas would always when they apparently when they would make a plan, the Deltas would argue amongst themselves as to what's the best plan because their egos. It's all about their ego. Yeah, sure. So it was interesting to me that this this team clearly uh, they're an unusual team. They're not typical army. Mm-hmm. That's the, the impression I got. Which is again, it's very just subtle imagery like that. Yeah, yeah. The glasses is what got me. That one of them has glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. So like, we probably should mention this point too. That so I, I did say at the head like this came out in 1987, mm. which was the year after Aliens came out. Yeah. So and there was always going to be a comparison when you have an army unit going in to infiltrate. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Good point. Yes. So um, and they were all a group. Yeah. Yeah. They are a group of in Aliens. They are individuals in their own right too. And so and we have the Joker of the pack too with the Bill Paxton character. Yes. Uh, yes. in, uh, in Aliens and yeah. then Hawkins' character in this. Yeah, being the clown. He yeah. tries to get a joke out of Poncho. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, not out of Poncho, out of uh, Billy. Out uh, of Billy, so yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Billy won't laugh. Billy, yeah, yeah. Billy's the uh, Native American guy yeah, who's played by Sonny Landon. But, the, but there's a bit in the helicopter with the traveling, which is with the song going, 
Very Vietnam. Long time I got study, a, yeah. Yeah, they got a, a ghetto blast, a blurring noise. That's it. Very, very Vietnam. Yep. And at one point, um, Poncho throws something at Billy because he's not looking. Billy just catches it out of midair. Yes. So straight away, and they laugh. So it's A, you can tell these guys are exceptional. Yeah. And B, that there's a lot of respect amongst them. Well, that, that's yeah. the other thing too, because as you said, like to, just to touch on the Hawkins character, because on face value, you, he looks like a geek, right? Yeah. He's got the glasses, yeah. he's reading a book. Well, a, comic, a comic. comic book. Yeah. It's a comic book, yeah. But he's still kind of, you yeah. know, yeah. and so you, you look at him and go, how are you? How do you fit in? Like, if you put them, line him up against everyone else, yeah. he doesn't quite yeah. sit right, yeah? yeah. Um, but the fact that he had those reflexes then kind of shows you, okay, he's yeah. more than meets the eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought was really good. And also because he jokes around too, so he kind of lessens that kind of... Yeah, you can tell that, the, the, that each one is there for a reason, each one has yeah. a skill. Like like Jesse Ventura is huge, he carries a minigun, which is the first time you've ever seen anything like this. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Mac has the machine gun. Yes. Um, and, and you get the uh, Billy, the, the, the Indian. Yeah. yeah. He's spiritual. But yes. it is, you get the impression that this guy is some serious, serious weapon. They rely on him heavily as the tracker. And yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's right, yeah. they do. Yeah, and Poncho. Yeah, they're, they're all there. I mean, I know the guy who played Poncho was a real life military dude. Okay, so yeah, that's Richard Chavez, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, because to me, he was the one that, like, when you look back at the movie, you kind of, he's probably the least memorable. And uh, yet, yeah. he's like. He's the, the closest to the Hudson sec- character. Second to last kind of. To, to die, yeah. Guy to die, yeah. And you're just like, there's a theory how does he last that long when a, he's not that memorable, you know? Well, there's a theory about how the Predator knocks him off. Okay, I was yeah, going to ask you yeah. about that. So yeah. maybe. Um, Maybe we can talk to, about that as we go through them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess like um, to go back to the so to the helicopter, like, as you said, blaring long tall Sally, they're on their way down. We kind of get a bit more insight into their characters here as well. Yeah. Um, Jesse spits tobacco tobacco maybe? onto Carl Weathers' foot just to test him out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a real you, nasty habit yeah, you, you got, got there. there, and that's all he does. But yeah. you can tell it's a, it's a, if they're you can tell it's a tight knit group. Yeah. They, they're not comfortable with anybody joining them. No, and he wasn't meant to be joining them, but it was, yeah. it was apparent he went under the guise of, you know, it's yeah. I've got to follow my it's orders his, too. Yeah, it's his team and yeah. sent him. But it's interesting, again, it's a really interesting way, good lesson in writing is to show, don't tell. Yep. Um, and just get across straight away everybody's relationships with each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, really, it's really, really cool. Yeah, that's right. It was good. It was the way they, uh, you know, and they were... Like, and that's the other thing too we talk about Mac as well who's played by Bill Duke yeah. he was huge around that time like he, he was like you know I for me it felt like that because he was in um, uh, Mel Gibson Gully Horn um, yeah flick, he, which I've forgotten the he, name of now where he fights Arnold in Commando how does he right. and he says I'm a fucking green ray motherfucker and then Arnold goes I eat green berets for breakfast that's okay didn't yeah. realise that was yeah, him that, that's him yeah. but yeah he's like he was it was kind of almost like he was in he was, it felt like he was in everything. Like, during a life as an action film. Yeah. You know, he was in it. Um, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to escape me now. The t- Not Tequila Sunrise, that's the other one. Um, Bird on a Wire. Yes. Right. Yeah. Bill Duke was in Bird on a Wire. You know, the <laughs> one with Mel Gibson. So, just to make that... Uh, well, that, flawless. that was flawless, wasn't it? Um, so anyway, it was, it was going to bug me if I couldn't remember that name. Fair enough. But it felt like he was in everything around that, and he's the one that uh, I feel like in that shot in the in the uh, in the helicopter, he's shaving his himself with the knife. You know, so he's doing that whole. He shaves himself uh, without with a with a razor, but he doesn't use um, 
Kramer. He just, he just does it out of a habit. Yeah. Impression. Yeah, yeah, that's just, right. It's just a tick. Yes, that's it. Yeah. So we are getting kind of, as I said, uh, introduced to these guys, and the idea is that they're going to fly in with the chopper, and then you know just get as close as they can to yeah. the site in question. Yeah. Where they're going to rescue this uh, the CIA operatives, or, or they don't know that yet, do they? Sorry. They're going to rescue. I don't want to mention this. As well. they have to go in. Uh, so, uh, yeah, rescuing hostages. Hostages taken yeah. by insurgents. Yes, that's right. So and so. Um, we already start, you know, so we start to kind of follow them into this kind of forest, forest terrain, yeah. yeah. You get the bongo drum stuff. Yeah, and they, yeah. that bongo drum dude just follows them around everywhere. He yeah. does, I know. So it's, it's like, you know. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a deleted scene where they turn around and go, do you mind? It's like, so this is where you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to hunt a predator, right? Oh, you giving us away. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you play it softly <laughs> you're still doing it it's the actual act not the volume <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> you're still doing it <laughs> um, anyway I'm thinking of our um, you know our one man band thing yeah, yeah. anyway <laughs> um, the wall point. so uh, yeah look the, where was I going with that so yeah they're going through this uh, you know, the terrain and you were talking about the music and the music is something that's interesting to me because when I was re-watching it back, it felt to me like... Yeah. Not that one, but the one that you couldn't... Oh, the one that couldn't find the <laughs> yeah. actual... Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Because it, it's so typical of the 80s kind of, you know, um, action films at the time. Not even action films, like 80s movies in general, if they want to up the tempo mm. slightly and go, uh, something dramatic's going to happen. Yeah. Something dramatic's <laughs> going to happen. Um, and when you look back at it now, you just go, it's, everything's a bit more subtle these days, or they try to be subtle. Yeah, I think the bass tone from, from Found Footage did this, but yeah. just a bass drone. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Just seems like, do things like that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so look, they're going through this terrain, and so look, the next little bit, and we can jump through this quite quickly, this mm. next section, because it is the mission. This is the point where they're, uh, oh, kind of, there's a bit I'll talk about in a second that happens before they get to the mission itself. Um but essentially, this this next section is showcasing how good these guys are. Yeah. Right. Um, but before we get to the actual kind of bit where they get to the base, this is where they discover the chopper that's come down. There's a chopper, yep. And I think it's uh, Poncho that climbs up and yes. looks inside and sees that there's dead people inside, dead people inside. A, a pilot and a, a, he said an, op- an operator or something. Yeah. And he said that's what he said. Yeah. So that they don't look right, but he looks CIA. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a wonderful moment that finally set because at this point it's kind of like a generic action film, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there's a moment where where again Billy wants a drink of water. Yeah. Slices a vine, so he clearly knows what he's doing. Yeah. Drinks water out of it, and then something tells him to turn around. Like he's instinctually, he turns around because something's not right. Yeah. He goes into these bushes, and there he discovers three bodies, skinned upside down. Yeah. Hung up to dry, and it's like a kid was like, "Fuck me!" Yeah, yeah except yeah. That, I, that's the thing too. Like, so for me though. It, it was weird because I don't know whether the version I watched because it was, was on VHS whether it was an edited version of it like we got to see something but I don't think it was as detailed as when I unless I just blocked it out it was always very quick it felt like it was edited to me like, yeah, and I remember thinking what the fuck was that right no, and, and yeah. as all, almost like I you know and yet when you watch it back now it's clearly like yeah, it's the, people skinned and hung up upside yeah, skinned, down in the film version you, you, you love to no doubt it's skin bodies yeah yeah in the TV version when you watch it at night it was definitely a cut, an editor point because yeah. there's a jump in music so I'm wondering if that's yeah. what I saw yeah. anyway but I just remember going 
more. Oh, right. Not really understand it. Skin body. But, and then Billy almost throws up, which is really yeah. interesting. So, see, tough yeah. guy Billy is yeah. like, he's really shaken to the core about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the others go, fucking, what the hell is this? Yeah. And then they discover some dog tags. Mac finds some dog tags. Yes. There's a nice visceral moment where he pulls it out from the flesh and sticks and whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then he throws it to, to um, Dutch, Arnold, and he goes, Jim Harper, I know this man. Yeah. And that's because they're rangers or something like that. And, um, and uh, yeah, and so that's something straight away. That's not part of the story. Dutch asks Dylan about that. Dylan bullshits. And yeah, like, yeah. I, I and it, it feels like yeah. he's bullshitting yeah. too. And yeah. and I, and uh, this is the first moment where Dutch is kind of getting wise to something's not something's right, not with, right. With, with Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing that ratchets up the tension is that Billy's a tracker. Yeah. He goes around looking at, around the site to find out what the hell happened. He's picking up gun shells. Yes. And then Dutch goes in, what the hell happened? He said, they were firing in every direction at once. Yes. He said, they're panicking. And he said, and, and then... Yeah, Dutch goes. That's not Jim Harper. He doesn't walk into an ambush. I know him. Yeah, he's like he don't. He wouldn't panic. Yeah. So straight away, the tension's risen. Like they've just been That's right. skinned alive by some motherfucker. Yeah. Who has scared a bunch of guys who don't scare. Yes. So straight away, the, the, the entire group is suddenly getting really tense now because a right. they've been lied to. Yes. B they don't know what's going on. And at this point, something's watching. The, yeah, that's where we start seeing yeah. it from the predator's point of view. Oh, and this is so great. It's yeah. an amazing sound design. It's yeah. Infrared. Yes, and their voices are distorted, and it's I, to me like I it's it's yeah. like it's such an iconic uh, moment in the film, like and it's repeated a few times throughout. But yeah. like you know, I, often when somebody says to me "Predator," I always have to, I can't help myself, but I have to go yeah, yeah and then do the over here, over here, yeah, and and the way yeah. this moment happens is I don't think it's just after this, yes, but they're Enjoy. running around, yeah. Um, uh, no, it's not, no, no, what happens is they're, they're actually running around and Dylan slips. Yes. And then he, and Matt goes back to him and says, you do that again, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, that's and, right. And you get a real sense that they really don't want him here because then, as a team, they know how to work a six-man team. That's right, they're yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and even though Dylan is, is formally trained, yeah. they just, yeah. Yeah, there's a synergy, yeah. isn't there, that, yeah. that a team would work yeah. to and he's... But yeah, not part but, of that. But the Predator is taking audio samples. You don't know at the time. No, no. But he's hearing sounds... That he's he's interp- he's just recording them. And yeah, there's a reason why he's doing that. Yeah, and it's really fucking clever. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's like yeah. to me, it's 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 such yeah. a. Uh, it's what I I remember going around repeating it afterwards yeah, yeah, after I watched the yeah. film and just yeah yeah it's cool. Um, so yeah, so like you're right. So there's this tension bit, Bill, and then then we get to the bit that I mentioned where it, this is a bit where they get to show off on. You see how they work as a team and. Mm. They basically kind of lay siege on on the camp. Yeah, so. the camp like it's a classic eighties film. These guys outnumbered like yeah. twenty to one. Doesn't bother them. No, no, they just they'll just fucking shoot everyone. The, the most <laughs> the funniest bit is like the bit where Arnie goes in. And he just decides to lift this fucking truck up and let it fly, <laughs> like you're not going to be discreet, are you? You're just, <laughs> just, just, nah, just going to such a bomb to the yeah, truck and off you yeah, go. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, there's a moment. This is a shout out to one of my school friends, Scott Simpson, if you're still out there. Um, when we were watching it, there's a bit where um, Arnold comes up to the bushes. It looks really fucking heroic. Yes. The camera's on him. And then he hands his gun off to, to Poncho. Yes. And Poncho gives him his binoculars. Yes. Because uh, he Arnold's used to just having served, effectively just serving them. Yeah. But my, my friend Scott, when he saw it, said, I'd take this man with my binoculars. Funniest fucking thing. <laughs> 17 year old. <laughs> um, so yeah, he goes in, they crawl in, uh, commander style, check out the place, and decide to just fucking attack it. Yeah. Um, and they just go in two, three, got three groups of two. I think yeah. so. Yeah, and, yeah. I think that's yeah. right. Yeah. And, um, and, and Poncho and Jesse Ventura's character. Yeah. And there's a great bit with the, you know, with those two, the, the interaction between those yeah. two, where they, 
Jesse Ventura's kind of lane, lane yeah. same Jesse yeah, Ventura, okay. is, is standing underneath a tower, I guess, yeah. what it is, and that he said they've been holed up in there yeah. for ages. Stuck in like an Alabama tech. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, you're bleeding, man. Yeah. I don't have time to bleed. Yeah. Do you have time to duck? Like, yeah, and he yeah. just fires his <laughs> grenade launcher straight in the air. I love it. It's really cool. So basically, they wipe out the camp of 20 people. There's one of the bad guy Russians is the bad guy that was always in those 80s films, and he always plays a Russian character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, the climax is that... Uh, yeah, there's, there's a bit where when they first scout out the place, this Russian guy shoots... The last of the hostages yep. dead, and and an Arnold says they're, they're dead. He's yeah, yeah. Guy, so let's just go in, and um, yeah, he kicks down the door. Knock knock knock. knock. <laughs> he uses a good angel to shoot a guy through a window. Yeah, just a word of warning, kids. If you do that in real life, the entire room would explode. <laughs> and he throws a he throws a machete through a guy right through the chest, pinning him to the wall. Yeah, yeah. Stick around. Stick, yeah. <laughs> and then and then they've secured the place and there's there's somebody behind him and he turns around and it's a girl. Yes. And it's a female gorilla and he knocks her out. Boom. Um, so they've wiped out the place now. They've shot everybody. It's a human, not a, not a gorilla. <laughs> a, <good. laughs> a human gorilla. A gorilla fighter. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's and then Dylan's going through all this all these notes, all the paper, all this intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's when when Dutch tweets and, and just figures out. Yeah, no, yeah. So Dutch. This is more than we hoped. Yeah. So Dutch confronts him about that. Yeah. And says stuff he's done. And Dylan's like, I had to give you a cover story. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't come in. We're all expendable. We're expendable. And, and, and Donald does a classic album like bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Not, um, it's at this point, um, two things happen. Yep. Mac calls over to Dylan. Yes. Come over here. Yes. Just over here, over here. And Dylan goes, What? He goes, Turn around. And he turns around, and then you see Mac pull a knife and is about to stab Dylan in the back. Yeah, and Dylan turns around just to realise that he's actually stabbed a, a scorpion that's on his back. That's yes. on his back. And yeah. a scorpion. That's right. Wipes, puts, wipes a scorpion on a box. Yes. The predators, yeah, audio captured that. Yes. Captured, captured the two words. Turn around over here, over here. Yeah. Turn around. And then any time. Any time. Yeah, because he said thank you. Yeah. He said any time. Yeah. And the other one is uh, Hawkins tries to tell. Ah, oh, yeah. Another the other joke, joke, which is my girlfriend. Last time I was go- yeah, okay. I, the other night I was going down on my my yeah. girlfriend yeah. and I said, "Geez, you got a big pussy." Geez, you got a big pussy. Why'd you say that twice? I didn't. <laughs> because of the echo. Yeah. And then yeah. Billy finally thinks about it and then laughs. Yes. It's a big hearty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, that's audio captured as well. So yeah. jumping ahead, mm. is that the same audio that's used right at the very very end? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I thought so. I didn't realise that until I rewatched it recently. Yeah, I, went, right. I thought it was his laugh. No, and then I was rewatching it and I went, oh, hold on. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't pick that yeah. one up. It's Billy. Yeah. But then comes an interesting meet. They decide, okay, they've got to get out of here now. Yes. So Billy the tracker picks a, picks a, a, a path and they follow. Yes. Adel takes off his jacket at this point, so he's yeah, shirtless. Just, exactly. Shirtless. Well, yeah, he has to. He has to do it at some point. Um, they all go walk off the strip, taking the girls as a hostage. Because Dylan wants to take as a hostage. Yeah. They don't want to because they don't want to be encumbered any further than they already have. That's right. So he goes, he, she's dead weight. She's a problem. Then she, she's on you. Yeah, that's right. And he wants to take her. And they, they walk off. Then this really amazing moment where the, the predator's POV cranes down into the dead campsite. Yeah, there's the dead blue because it's infrared. There's dead bodies and fires. Same yeah. thing that's lit up in the infrared. Yep, and these bodies are fading out. Yes, and this camera POV of the predator walks up to the scorpion that's just been stabbed and squashed, yes. and then the music rises as its hand goes in and grabs the scorpion. So the first time you see what it is, and it's got five fingers. Yes, but unusual claws yes so I think it's just so clever because it's human but it isn't yeah, yeah so again yeah. you're going what the fuck is this thing yeah yeah and it grabs a scorpion and it's going through the audio capture of 
turn around anytime. Is yeah. it destroyed slightly by the fact that the scorpion's the wrong way around when he picks it up? <laughs> well, now, <laughs> well, now the movie's over. Because you kind of see it facing yeah. with the tail kind of to the right yeah. on the table, right? And it's still red because it's yeah. dying. And he puts his hand over it, turns it round, and the, and the tail's pointing downwards. And the way he grabs it, there's no way no, that it could, it could that. be that way around. This is right up there when people realise that Indiana Jones has no bearing on the outcome of the, of, of the Raiders of the Lost Ark. What? There's a, there's a, <laughs> Say there's, there's a famous nerd uh, theory. Not theory, it's a fact that people have pointed out. Yeah. Is that if Indiana Jones wasn't in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the same result would have happened, which is they would have opened up the Ark, the Germans would have opened up the Ark, yeah, and yeah. would have died. Yeah. After everything he'd done, he didn't have an effect on the outcome. Ah, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from the fact that it did end up going back to America... Yes. Although he was supposed to bring it to a museum and he failed to even do that. So yeah, yeah. He's it's a bit a, useful, isn't he? He is. Yeah, it makes a lot of people go, ah. Um, I think it's brought up with Big Bang Theory. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's been around for ages. So, yeah. Well, he's, well, they were always going to open the ark and they were always going to die because <laughs> they were always going to look into it. So, yeah. Yeah. Everything he'd done at that point didn't know. Nah. Um, anyway, it's but. It's still a good film. It's still a good film. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's wonderful because, again, it's that balance of. This film does, looking back, it, it balances a lot of things really beautifully. Like yeah, the yeah. The fact that they gave it a humanoid hand, yes. so it was a completely alien, but clearly it was. It's, yeah, it, it yeah. just makes you go, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, nice stuff. So the no, guys are now cool. moving. They're now on their own permission to try and get the hell out of here. They're moving. And actually, I guess, again, I love how this one film, you get you get the instant dynamic between these guys. Yeah. And you start possibly your own theories as to who they are and what they do. Yes, group. yes. But there's a bit where Billy, because he's a point man. Yeah. If he stops, they all stop, and they won't move unless he does. That's right, sorry. And then he, he won't say it, he just stops and he stares. Yes. And the Predator's staring back at him. Yes. And this is part of the theory of, of how why the Predator knocks off who he does in the order that he knocks off. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, because I think the Predator, there's a, the, I can't remember what the theory is now. Basically, the theory is through their voice analysis, somebody's postulated by studying them and based on their voice analysis and their domain between them. Yeah. Predator ranks who's the most dangerous to the least dangerous. Yeah. And he kills them off in reverse order. Yeah. So he kills off Hawkins um, and Blaine and Mac, and, but he leaves the last two is Billy and Arnold. Because he theorizes that Billy is very, very dangerous. Yeah. Because Billy relies on more than just his normal five senses. Yeah, yeah, sure. And obviously, Dutch being the leader is the last guy he wants to kill. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he shoots him in the order he does. But then we need to talk about Poncho in the middle of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But Poncho, well, Poncho technically was wounded. Yeah, I know. Um, and there's that other theory of, like, if, you don't, if you're not a threat, they won't attack you, which is the girl. Yeah, 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 like, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So it's interesting, it's an interesting... Yeah, let, well, let's, we'll but, go through that. And maybe yeah. as we go through the kills, yeah, as go, you can mention why they are the weakest, I yeah. guess. Um, well, the two that... Yeah, Billy Hawkins carries the wimpiest gun, which is a heckling clutch submachine gun. He doesn't have a big manly M16 like Arnold. And so that's what he looks like. It's purely it's a, how big uh, their guns are. You've got a shit gun. <laughs> yeah, but gun. then why does Blaine then get killed? Yeah, he's no. got the biggest gun. He's got these, oh, yeah. So no. it means sizes uh, and everything. Like, you know, it's the width. Um. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. It's, it's a girth, really, is it? <laughs> so, anyway. Anyway. Um, um, so, yeah, so there's a bit where Billy stops and then he won't yes. move and then the others are going he's not moving and then yeah, Arnold yeah. literally says what's up and he won't talk and Arnold literally grabs him and he's pissed Yes. and he's scared like what is wrong with you because apparently you get the impression that he's not like this yeah 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 and Billy goes there's something in the trees and he's like there's nothing there and yeah. then after a while Billy goes my mistake Yes. and that's more unsettling than anything else that you get the feeling that he doesn't make these sort of mistakes no 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 so the fact that he said that is just completely throwing them all off yeah yeah so now they're really fucking tense Yes. And the girl at this point takes them over. This is another run. Yeah. So she ends up knocking Blaine, uh, Hawkins with a log. 
No, no, it's Poncho. It's Poncho, is it? No, oh, no, no, hold on. There's it's... a moment. There's there's a bit of a tackle because Dylan's yeah. going to be looking after her. Yeah. He goes to see what's going on, he and told... Poncho comes in to take over. And then yeah. Poncho then moves, and I think that's when Dylan walks. But they both look at it. And this yeah. is a leftover from Vietnam where they both look, they look at it and they smile and you yeah. know, the impression that they're going to give it nylons or Hershey bars to try and play, yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. So it's a bit creepy. Yes. Particularly in the post Weinstein age, a bit creepy, but yeah, sure. She yes. knocks out. She knocks out uh, one of them. It's Poncho. She knocks him out. Yeah, temporarily makes a run for it, and and um, Hawkins chases after her. Yes, that's right. And he grabs her, and he's trying to be nice. He's saying, "Please don't panic. What are you doing?" Yeah. And then from out of nowhere, this blur of white just comes and just literally eviscerates him within a half a beat. Yeah. Blood splatters over the girl. She's just like fucking shot. Yeah, yeah. And he gets dragged off into the bush. Yes. And so you're like, oh, and I remember at the time thinking, what the hell was that? Yeah, it was really quick. Yeah, it was very, very um, quick. It wasn't yeah. covered exactly well because I think they, no. how to, they didn't know how to present his special effect when he's camouflaged. No, that's right, yeah. And when he's camouflaged, he's, there's light bent all around him. But anyway, they, he gets dragged off into the bush and the others go, fuck, and they think she's done it. Yeah. And so they go chasing off after him, can't find what the hell happened to him. Yeah. They interrogate her. Well, they, they find out that there's, well, Poncho finds the remains of. That's right, he's been, yeah, and I find that the remains of his, his, his gear and yeah. his guts. Yes. But they can't find a body. No. But there's this great bit where it, the cat, like, as they then go off to find whatever it is, where it, it pans up, up yeah. and you see his body just hanging. Hung upside down. He's been, oh. he's been stripped. It's, he's, a, it's like, a great shot. And he's been eviscerated. So yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And, and because yeah. if you think about the timing of it as it's well, so it's so quick. Like, yeah. yeah, and so straight away you think of this is inhuman, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's doing something quite horrific. And I think for a 17-year-old, this is where the horror element for me is coming in. Even though yeah, yeah. We are arguing it's not a horror film. But for somebody who's only done action films and sci-fi films, yeah, this is pretty horrific. Yeah, yeah. Aliens didn't do that. <laughs> you didn't see blood in there. Not, not aliens. It was all... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Gordon Goop and whatever. That's right. It's like, oh, I remember as a kid thinking, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> and then suddenly, as a viewer, I'm really tense. This yes. is like, fucking hell. So they, they interrogate the girl. Um... She's shocked. She, she's in shock. And and the Duchess kind of figured out, well, hang on, yeah, it's probably not her, but it's something fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, what did they get? So what did they have done? So this is, the, this is the bit, sorry, I know this is where I jumped ahead, but then yeah. the Blaine death comes quite quick after the Hawkins death. Yeah, because they're searching, yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right, yes. Yeah, that's right. Because Blaine, they all search out, and then Blaine hears something and goes, come out, motherfucker, and he's got this big Vulcan cannon in Yeah, yeah. Again. I've never seen anything like this. No. It's a gun that you put on a helicopter or an aircraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a jet. Um, and it's one of those things where you don't have to hide for cover because the actual bullets that you fire are the cover that you shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got to nuke this thing and it's a raccoon or some shit. Like the, yeah, it's like a porcupine yeah. or something like that. And, yeah. then, and then suddenly out of nowhere, this bolt of energy just comes flying out and then it hits him to the back, explodes out of his chest. Yeah. And he's down. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, fuck. And he's down. And then Mac, who's his best friend, finds him. Yeah, screams, looks up, and he sees again the sil- the the, the camouflage silhouette of the alien. He just sees his eyes glow. Yeah, and Mac just loses it and starts firing. Yeah, and this is the moment. Yeah, because he fires until he's out. Yeah, picks up Blaine's gun, picks up at that and fires. Everybody else has joined at this point. Yeah, not one of them goes. <laughs> what is it? They just join in and <laughs> yeah, shoot roughly yeah. in the yeah. direction of where he's shooting. <laughs> he's shooting. Let's yes, just, let's just, just join in. And they reload and keep shooting. Yeah, they go through like hundreds of bullets of ammunition. Loads. It's iconic. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's laughable. Yeah. Um, there's been super cuts on the internet on YouTube where people have looped that particular scene <laughs> right. like for 12 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels like it goes for 12 minutes. It's more like a minute, but yeah. it feels like it goes for... And, until I, and they stop when uh, Mac has run out of the Vulcan gun. So the yeah. big Vulcan gun, which carries a thousand... I love that bit, though. Yeah, like that, yeah. I mean, mm. n- not 
I like the end bit yeah. of that where like he's just, he's just firing nothing, nothing. Yeah. and his fingers because he's yeah. so tense and yeah. wired up and scared of yeah. what he sees yeah. that he doesn't let go of the trigger yeah it's actually yeah. Anna looks at him and he realizes, oh shit. Yeah, and then he lets yeah. go, and that and the moment where the sound then it stops. Dies out. It's quiet. Yeah. yeah, that to me was a beautiful moment. It's a really great moment. I love and it. And you get the absurdity of what they've done. Yeah, and yeah. You kind of realize that. What did we just shoot at? Yeah. And Mac is now like gobsmacked. He yeah. Just won't, he's just he's shocked. Yeah. And again, this doesn't happen to these guys. No. So that panic just spreads throughout the rest of them. That's right. Because Dylan thinks it's got to be gorillas. It's got to be a couple of guys. Who yeah, guys. yeah. Poncho now doing the Hudson thing. He's starting. To, he's panicking the most. Because he starts to interrogate the girl because he speaks her language. That's it. And she's saying, well, Forrest comes along, came alive and took him. And said, what is it that is? Yes. And then Poncho goes to Billy, you've seen something, what is it? And Billy's, like, at this point going, we're, we're being hunted, it's no man. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and he's like, and he's like, bullshit, you're, you're afraid of no man. So again, straight away, you get the relationship between these guys. Yeah, yeah. That Billy's held in really high esteem. And, and it's at this point that Billy says, well, we're all going to die? Or something, it might be a bit later. I don't know, don't know about that. But Billy's rattled. And yeah, that has, easy, has rattled the rest of them. Yeah. They've lost two, like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, so they decide, okay, they're going to set... Um, set up parameter. Set up a parameter. They've cut the girl loose, haven't they? Yeah. That, or maybe uh, it's after this. They keep her a prisoner. But they, they decide, they've decided to set up camp. Yeah, they, she's yeah. still tied up at this point. In a hill. And yeah. Mac is a, is a demolition expert, so they set, he sets traps and bombs all yeah. around everywhere. Trip wires, so if anything mm-hmm. comes through... They're going to get. They're going to triple, triple wire. Yep. They set a watch. They bring Blaine and Hawkins. No, I can't find Hawkins, but they got Blaine's body. They've got Blaine's body in, in and camp. And he brings body, Blaine's body back in the camp. Yeah. Max says his goodbye to him. So you get an impression that they, they're really good friends. Close, yeah. And they've survived a lot together. Yeah. And it's really hurt Mac that he's lost him. He was a good soldier. Yeah. He was. Here's my friend. My friend. Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just you and me, just you and me. He's <laughs> coming out. Just you and me. <laughs> <laughs> just you and me. Not a scratch. Not a scratch. Um, so it's, <laughs> not, it's night time um, um, uh, and yeah and the trap sets off in the middle of the night and these, these fireworks and explosions go yeah. off and Mac just, just flings himself at this creature that set off the track yeah. he's got a knife you see him stabbing a knife into something yeah. there's blood going everywhere yeah. and by the time he settles down the other guys put a torchlight on him they realise he's killed a pig yeah. a wild boar yeah which we're going to go and see a film tonight yeah we are well, about a boar um, and then uh, and then Poncho goes, did you bring enough for everybody? Which, for some reason, Billy finds really funny. <laughs> and he starts laughing at it. <laughs> and, yeah, and then Mac tells Poncho to fuck off. <laughs> then they realise, oh, where's the girl? Yes. They think she's run. They've gone back. They found it. She's exactly where they left her. Yeah. Because she's just as terrified as they are. That's right. And the creature came back to take Blaine's body. Yes. And that's when the next day, Arnold realises, well, she's she's not in on it. That's right. Yeah, she wouldn't. Yeah, she doesn't want to leave us because yeah. she knows we're the only chance to protect her. Yeah. So he cuts her loose. Um, and so next morning, uh, the next, so the next, the next bit's where they try and set up a trap for it. Yeah, set uh, set up a trap, and and, and um, Dylan thinks this is bullshit. Yeah, and then Arnold says, "Why don't you just fucking help?" Yeah, so it's a chance for him to take off his shirt and pull stuff. <laughs> That's <laughs> right, the muscles. Um, and they yeah, they set these school boy, these like you know, literally like old school fashioned bear trap, like eighteen, yeah, like eighteen MacGyver bullshit. Yeah, they got the girl to help. Yeah, and they sit and they wait, and and the girl at this point tells a story yes. that this happens this has been known to happen in the forest but only when it's really super hot right yeah yeah, yeah. so this has happened before there's legends of something killing people in the forest right 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 only in the hottest months and it's very hot in humid this particular summer I'm guessing yeah yeah um, there's a bit where Mac is because again it's his fetish he shaves himself <laughs> and then he stops and he presses the razor so hard into his cheek he cuts himself 
and snaps the razor. Yeah. Which, again, at 17, I was just standing there the shave. I'm thinking, oh, that really hurts. <laughs> um, and then uh, there's a bit where, yeah, so they're, they're in the clearing. Arnold... Um, did Arnold figure out that it's using the trees at this point? Yeah, I think so. I think he said they're using yeah, the trees. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's only way it could have come in. Yeah. Guess what, yeah, because it didn't set off any other traps. No, that's yeah. right, yeah. And he walks out into the clearing to see where... Because they, they hear... Sort of, yeah, Billy thinks there's something out there, but he doesn't mm-hmm. know. Arnold comes out, walks right in the middle of the open. This was what they yeah. used as the uh, the freeze-frame still image uh, when it was on TV. Oh, do they? In the ad breaks, was that bit where he's out in the open. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then you think he's going to get shot. It's really tense, and he just drops his guard, and yeah. he turns back, and that's when this creature sets off a trap. Yeah. And he gets yanked up in the air by a rope. Yeah. But you can't see its body. You just see leaves flying everywhere. Yeah. Um, it escapes, uh, and it runs, and, and both Mac and Dylan chase after at this point, I think. Uh yeah, yeah, that's kind of what happens. Yeah, yeah. like essentially, Mac and Dylan say they're going to go go yeah. after it. Whereas, uh, but Poncho no, gets, gets hit. injured. Yeah, because one of the traps they use, which is a big swinging yeah. log, a la the Ewoks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Swing, I can still make it. Still swings down and just basically breaks every rib in his chest. Yeah, so he's out of it. Yeah, um, Mac and Dylan chase after the yeah, uh, after it, um, and Mac actually flanks it. That's right. Yeah, but Dylan is lost, and you hear this over here. Turn around, turn around. You missed it. There was a bit before that, though. Is it? Mac, Mac gets killed first. No, no, no. But no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Mac, stalk, I mean, Dylan's stalking it. Oh, right. And he gets ah. separated. And you hear this. Turn yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn around. And you don't know if it's the alien saying it or, or Mac. Mac. And it's actually Mac. Yeah. But Mac is trying to get Dylan out of the cover because Mac has actually flanked it. He actually yeah. knows where it is. Yes, that's right. Puts his hand around Dylan's mouth and says, "I look, look over there. I, yeah, I see it. I and, see and you see, you. yeah, I see. You. And it's basically this, this silhouette of light moving. Yeah, it's odd, but they can track it. And then yeah. Dylan goes, "Let's let's flank it. Let's let's do that." Goes, yes, okay. yes. So Mac does it, and Mac crawls underneath some under tree some logs. logs and stuff. Notices there's a laser light tracking his arm. Three point, three point laser light. Looks yeah. up and realizes, oh no, the predator's right on top of him. Blows his brains out. Which is a great shot. Oh yeah, yeah. Like his brains underneath. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of because yeah. the blood covers the Perfect. camera. And, and yeah. then Dylan comes out and he's just going, Mac, Mac, where's yeah. Mac? And then he sees Mac's body. Yeah. Like, yeah, basically. It's kind of a weird thing because even though Mac lost the top of his head, yeah. you see him, his head upside down, but you don't see the top of his head. No. It's kind of a weird shot. Yeah. But, that's yeah, right. he's dead. And that's when Dylan's arm gets shot, gets shot off by, again, another laser bolt. Oh, so, like, this is, yeah. again, one of those iconic moments where yeah. he completely loses his arm while yeah. he's shooting the, uh, the, gun. the gun. And it falls down the ground and they're yeah. still holding the shooting the gun. Yeah. Then the camera rips around as he's got another gun, yeah. which he rips around in his left hand to try and shoot. Because he's hard as nails, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's like, always oh, in shock. Yeah. I remember, yeah, and in the old VHS version, if you have it, I mean, swing around, you could see his arm underneath the fake arm. Yeah, yeah. Which they've since digitally removed. Yes. <laughs> but at the time, he was like, oh, yeah, okay, I can see that. <laughs> uh, but by the time he swings his, the other gun around to try and shoot, this thing has just run at him. I mean, these, these blades are now coming out of his hand. So you see yeah. more and more of this creature. Yeah. These blades come in his hand, and he usually, again, eviscerates Dylan and stabs him through the, through the gun. Mm-hmm. Turn enough to lift him off his feet. Yeah. He's gone. So now there's just Billy, Arnold, the girl, and a really wounded poncho. Yes. Um... And they're, they're on the run now. You've been listening to the Surgeons of Horror podcast discussions on the Predator franchise, part one. Part two will continue in the following episode. Music supplied by Peter Nezik. For more discussions or podcasts, 
head over to surgeonsofhorror.com or head over to our Facebook and Twitter sites for the latest news and updates.